This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. This podcast may contain explicit language. It is extremely cold. ठंड के मारे मेरा सर दर्द कर रहा है. दिल्ली के सब ही वासी बहुत ही मिजरी में ठिठुर रहे हैं. We will see if everybody around the table feels the same way. I can tell by Manisha's expression she definitely does. I love winters. Chalo, Raman doesn't. But uh, I'm Abhinandan Sekri. This is the Hafta. We are back because Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. When the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Support independent media, pay to keep news free. There are just another few days of our special 25% discount on subscriptions. So Mufal Khors, this is your chance to become subscribers at uh, a discount. With that, let me introduce my panel before we go over what we're going to discuss. We have Anand Vardhan here. Hi, Anand. Hello. Are you as miserable in winter as I am? No, no. No. I oh. like winter. You like winter? Okay, that's why he's smiling. Manisha? I am totally cool with winter. I'm a pahadi. You're a pahadi. I'm built to take this. I mean, she's always sneezing and sniffling and I'm a pahadi built to take this. Maybe she ass. doesn't like Delhi winter because Delhi she winter means... She says she likes it. Yes, because she's sneezing. But I can take the cold. Okay, fine. Meghnad? I absolutely love winter. You absolutely love winter? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's I'm from Nagpur. Nagpur, they don't have winter. They don't have but winter. But you have Santra. You have Santra yeah. ki barfi, Santra. We have RSS and we have Santra. You have RSS <laughs> and you have Santra. Okay. But you don't have winter. No, we don't have winter. Raman sir? I love winter. Okay, you love winter. Anyway, on the panel is Meghnad, our regular columnist and the co-creator of Constitution. And joining us on the phone line, are you in Chennai right now or Bangalore? Where are you right now, Sudhir? Hyderabad. Hyderabad. You're in Hyderabad right now. So, uh, is T.S. Sudhir, as many of you know, he writes regularly for us as well as Huffington Post, First Post, Scroll. He has worked with all three mediums. He's worked with television, he's worked with print and he's worked with digital. He's a scholar from Cardiff, and he's been a columnist, documentary filmmaker, and many other things. So, uh, what about you, uh, Sudhir? What are your views on winter? Well, South, we hardly have a winter. December and January are really the most pleasant year, uh, months in the year, at least as far as Hyderabad is concerned. So, we would in fact get into summer by end of January, soon after Republic Day. So, Feb to May are not really months that one looks forward to. So... This is the best time of the year that we can enjoy. Okay, so I guess I'm the only one who's miserable. <laughs> so what we'll be discussing is Rajni Kant's new party, Thalaiva, right? Thalaiva, isn't that right? Yep. Thalaiva. So those of you who curse us regularly for not having any experts from the South to talk about issues of the South, other than me, who's an expert Tamilian, <laughs> but I'm not good enough for many of you <laughs> with good reason. We have Sudhir, we'll talk a little about that. We're going to be talking about the triple talaq bill. The Lok Sabha passes the bill by voice vote. And uh, the Prime Minister says it will not be sent to a select committee. Um, and then its fate hangs right now in the Raj Sabha. Maybe uh, Meghnath can shine some light on that. Then the protests in Maharashtra. Um, you've obviously been hearing about the Bhima Koregaon violence. Um is it a riot? Is it just lumpen elements setting stuff on fire? Is it more than that? I know Manisha has some views on that. Hopefully, Anand will too. So, Maharashtra is on boil and this violence has spread to more than one city. I'm not sure how often this has happened in the past. 
I can't recall such a widespread um, protest in the recent past, at least. Uh, related to this, there are compl- there's a complaint against Jignesh Mevani and Umar Khalid for their alleged, whatever, sparking the violence. What is, what is the FIR Inflammatory say? Inflammatory speech. Inflammatory speech. Then the Kamla Mill fire in Bombay. Many of you must have seen the tragic um, scene of this mill catching fire, which had a restaurant and there were 14 dead. The BMC's crackdown followed with 30, 314 sites and seven hotels sealed. Uh, in my view, just it's all a crock of shit. Nothing's going to change there. Then Trump and Kim Jong-un spar over Twitter about whose nuclear button is bigger. Ow! Made a nuclear button bigger hair. Ow! And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lovely joke related to that. And uh, then Trump tweeted against Pakistan. Many say that that is only a tweet. It will not lead to anything more than that. And then there is a bill to replace the Medical Council of India. But more interestingly, there is a proposal which will allow homeopaths to also um, practice science, scientific medicine. And some people are saying they should push the boundary and also make them, uh, they, they should be allowed to do surgery as well. So that's interesting. Congress MLAs from Meghalaya resigned, five joined the BJP. So the BJP is making its inroads further from Assam, which they have already got. And Kumar Vishwas has been overlooked for Raj Sabha. It has gone to two Guptas and Mr. Sanjay Singh, uh, which has, in my view, really dented the Ahmadi parties, um, the way they are looked at by those who are still sympathetic towards it. Bitcoin is not legal tender, says the financial industry. And two very important stories. One is the breach of Aadhaar, which I'm sure Meghna will have lots to talk about. And the second is the electoral bonds, which have been unveiled. We can yeah. buy them now? Yeah, we can. Okay. So I actually, um, I'm still on the fence on that one. Let's see if Meghna can tip me over. Yeah, uh, I will tell you about it, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's start with Rajni Kanth since uh, Sudhir has to leave us. Uh, Sudhir, I have two questions. Mm-hmm. One is historically, I mean, at least in, in the last decade or so, is there any clarity? Uh, has, has Rajni ever given a hint of where his politics lie? What issues are close to him? And second, will it be this big hoo-ha followed by nothing? What is your view? Well, uh, the first part first, uh, not really. In fact, uh, the closest he came to kind of get into politics was in '96 when he made that famous statement uh, uh, recorded by Sun TV that if Delta comes back to power in Tamil Nadu, even God cannot save Tamil Nadu. That was the line which was milked big time by both Karnanadi and G.K. Mupnar and the DMK Tamil Mandala Congress. Uh, combined came to power. Subsequently, he has kind of always stayed away from politics, even though most of his movies, in fact, all his movies have always had some dialogues which are politically loaded, uh, which are intended to show him in a big, uh, good light. It was always almost as if he was just on the uh, on the verge of entering politics, but he will decide when to come. So that was almost like titillating the audience, uh, which uh, which would happen through his movies. In '96, movies, oh, sorry, not. one sorry. question. In 1996, when he made that statement about mm-hmm. Jalada, was he as big a phenomena as he is now? Oh yes. In fact, in the '90s, where, the, where his movies did 
phenomenal business. In fact, from an Annamalai to a Muttu to a Padayappa to a Basha, all his big um, movies actually happened in the 90s. That's, that was a period that he really became a big star uh, in that sense. In the 80s, was, or the late 70s and the 80s was the period when he was constantly in competition with the Kamal Hassan. In 90s was when he really emerged as a superstar, though he got that sobriquet in 1978 itself. Uh, but uh, subsequently, he would always kind of take some kind of a position on where his loyalties lie during the elections. For instance, in 98, he continued to back the DMK-TMC alliance. That was not seen to be a right decision because the uh, AIDMK um, uh, actually won 30 out of 39 seats. In 2004, uh, he backed the BJP-AIDMK alliance only to see the DMK-led alliance sweep the elections. So what I mean to say is that it's not as if Rajdi Khan's political acumen has been very sharp. Barring 96, in both 98 and 2004, he actually backed the wrong horse, which is why one wants to kind of, the point that I'm trying to make is that it's not as though Tamil Nadu has always followed Rajni Kant, whatever he has said that I want to, I am um, um, backing XYZ guys, so the whole of Tamil Nadu goes and backs uh, just, that XYZ just one candidate question, party. Considering, that has not happened. Yeah, considering Jalalita wasn't uh, someone to be pushed around uh, and was hmm. fairly vindictive, after hmm. him saying that, uh, he, there were no consequences? Ahmad did let him be, let him live? I mean, in peace? Uh, no, see, um, uh, 96, she was a very unpopular person in any case because of the kind of uh, autocratic and corrupt rule that she had uh, alleged, uh, indulged in, um, in between 91 and 96. So 96, she was an extremely unpopular person. Also, uh, there were bombs which were hurled at Mani Ratnam's house, something which Rajnikanth had criticized in public, which Jailalta made it clear she did not like that criticism and actually dropped the minister who was present on stage when Rajnikanth actually criticized the AIDNK government. Oh. So the relations between Jailalta and Rajnikanth are pretty bad. In fact, since both of them were neighbors in Poise Garden, just uh, a couple of lanes apart, uh, every time uh, she was exiting or entering Poise Garden, the entire area would be barricaded and there is a famous incident about Rajnikanth not being allowed to uh, enter because the traffic had been stopped for half an hour by the traffic inspector for the chief minister. And there is a famous incident about how he got out of the car and uh, went to a small shop, bought a cigarette and started smoking and then there was a huge crowd and that created a much bigger commotion which the police Dude. traffic police could not handle. <laughs> Where was I? So he must have thrown the cigarette up in the air yeah. in the mind so, You know, so the, the, between 91 and 96, there were there's many instances about uh, Jayantra versus Rajnikanth and the whole police garden neighborhood uh, clash which were kind of, uh, you know, quite um, hitting the headlines at that time in Chennai. I see. So, there is a chance that his stardom may not translate to votes, as you said, has happened in the past. But, um, so I oh, it, it may not. I mean, I mean, it's not as though Rajnikanth has entered um, uh, and therefore everything will, um, I mean, he will sweep the election. That is not likely to happen. Whether it is only for now and then it may fizzle out, we never know. If you just to take the example of Kamalasan, his last tweet, political tweet was on November 30th and after that, he has taken almost a five-week absence and today he has put out a political tweet. You cannot have politicians, I mean, you cannot have politicians like Rahul Gandhi, frankly. So, and already he, um, Kamal Hassan is, is being referred to as another Rahul Gandhi taking a month-long break because he wanted to finish his movie. That cannot happen in the age where people expect 24 by 7 politicians. So, I have, uh, I have uh, two questions. 
Uh, hi, I'm Meghnad. I have uh, two hmm. questions. Yes. Uh, one is you pointed out how you know uh, Tamil Nadu has never sort of followed uh, Rajinikanth's uh, political like leanings, etc. But was it hmm. also because um, there were alternatives, and at this point of time, there is a void because Amma is no more there and DMK is on a downfall. So will that change any equations there? Also, um, the second question being uh, about uh, Kamal Hassan and Rajinikanth. So, is it like, uh, is it going to be that you know, when when uh, say uh, uh, Rajinikanth say you know supports a particular party, Kamal Hassan will go the opposite way. Is it like a foregone conclusion? Uh, the the first part, uh, first thing, I don't think Rajinikanth would have entered politics if Jayalalitha was still alive, or if Karnanidhi was still in the best of health. I don't think he would have. So when he says that, oh, there has been a lot of corruption in Tamil Nadu, and talking only about the first year, I think he's uh, he, he's not really speaking the truth because political corruption has been a way of life in Tamil Nadu for years. Right. There is this famous Tirumangalam uh, by-election of 2009 that is almost spoken of um, as, as some kind of a benchmark in Tamil Nadu politics. So it's not something new that has happened in Arkanagar. Of course, Arkanagar took it to an entirely new level where 20 rupee notes were given. In fact, even today, <laughs> if you go to Arkanagar, people are keeping 20 rupee notes very, very carefully because that's what they need to produce to make it that, that 20 rupees can become 10,000 rupees if you produce it to the right person. So oh. they are waiting for the 20 rupees to be converted. So political corruption, electoral corruption is a way of life in Tamil Nadu. Same was the case even during the 2016 election. So when Rajnikan says that, you know, I've come to change everything, he's not really speaking the truth. So what he's entering now is at a time when there is a vacuum. vacuum. Yeah, vacuum. But the vacuum is not that of parties of between DMK, because the DMK, the ADMK still exists. It's essentially a personality vacuum yeah. that is uh, there. In Tamil Nadu at this point in time, because Tamil Nadu from MGR, from Karnanadi, and from Jayalata sign has always been used to this larger than life tall personality ruling them. So, will Rajnikanth be that tall personality fitting into the shoes of a cult figure is a question that you know Tamil Nadu will need to answer whether he will really have the wherewithal to actually do that. Because he can at best only be a candidate in one assembly constituency. Right. Where will you find the remaining 233 credible alternatives? And whether, more importantly, whether his fans will be willing to work for the remaining 233. They may be willing to work for Rajnikanth. Will they be willing to work for the remaining 233 also? Because it's not like all the parties have that depth of leadership like Mr. Gupta and Mr. Gupta who have been sent to the Raj Sabha. Those kind of (laughs) candidates, everyone doesn't have access to such achievers. but so Rajnikanth so far, no, but, for instance, his production guy, the guy who is part of the production team who is producing 2.0, uh, Mahalingam, he is joining uh, Rajnikanth. One another choreographer turned actor, he is joining him. And in fact, the joke already going uh, in uh, Chennai is that it's, uh, these people seem to mistake that it's not a you know a film artist association election. It's a state assembly <laughs> that we are talking about. So Raman, what is your view? Do you, do you have any wishes no, to No, no, I just give? wanted to ask one question. No, uh-huh. I, I don't know much about the I mean, South politics. Hmm. No, I just wanted to know, can we say at this point of time that uh, uh, Rajnikanth is uh, going uh, BJP way? I mean, he's, he's trying yeah, to align. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, he, is he the Trojan horse through which BJP will enter Tamil Nadu? There are a whole lot of conspiracy theories going around in Tamil Nadu. Uh, many believe that it's the BJP which is kind of backing him and 
the kind of uh, the BJP, the Tamil Nadu unit kind of gave gave the game away by uh, tweeting almost immediately after his announcement, congratulating him on his entry. Uh, the the BJP spokesperson Narayan Tirupati went uh, tweeted saying master stroke by Modi and Amit Shah. Of course, later he tried to retract it, saying that I was talking about the Hajj uh, decision taken by the Modi <laughs> government and something of the sort. But everyone knew what he what the reference was to. So uh, the BJP has been very happy because the BJP. In Tamil Nadu, is seen essentially as a Hindi and Hindutva party, and in the manner in which it has um, conducted its affairs in the last one year, trying to remote the ADMK, remote control the ADMK government, hasn't really been taken very well by the man on the street. So the so, AD, the BJP, as the results of the R K Nagar elections proved, where it polled thousand votes less than even what Nota no polled, has shown the BJP its place in Tamil Nadu politics. Riding on a Rajnikanth phenomena, hum, hum, but whether Rajnikanth would be wise enough to actually let that happen is the question. Most people, and including me, think that if he allies with the BJP, it will be uh, a lose-lose situation as far as Rajnikanth is concerned. But yes, they need a pan-Tamil Nadu leader, and at this point in time, given that their betting on AIDMK has not worked at all in the last one year, Rajnikanth is pretty much their plan B. But tell me, uh, Anand, you have anything to add to this discussion on the on the madrasis, or will you only f- wait for the Bihar VTs, Vishesh <laughs> Tipnis? No, my thing is that uh, Sudhir, if mm. BJP is seen as a Hindi party and you know North and Hindi Hindutva party, then would it be smart to try to enter Tamil Nadu through a Marathi? I mean, even though he's a Tamil superstar, he is at the end of the day Marathi. And what about, you know, because the Stalin and this Aragiri's jagada all the time happening, is there any chance that the elder son Aragiri's can, can be like used by the BJP to enter? I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be, you know, get a son of the soil to enter the rather than get a Marathi superstar who acts in Tamil films? No, no. Uh... Two things here. One, um, he's a Maharashtrian born in Karnataka, so in that sense, he's seen more as a Kannadiga rather than a Maharashtrian. Hmm. Uh, and there lies the problem because of the whole Kaveri dispute between Tamil Nadu and Karnataka. Yeah. And that will definitely come, which is why uh, right in May itself, he had kind of reinforced calling himself a Pacha Tamilian, which means, I mean, uh, he's he's there, a completely true-bred uh, Tamilian and having lived in Tamil Nadu and earned his living and made him made a career for himself for the last 44 years in Chennai, in Tamil Nadu. So that's in that sense, he kind of says that his ancestors are from Krishnagiri in Tamil Nadu. Like, like Sonia so Gandhi, that, basically. Sorry? Like, like Sonia Gandhi is Indian. <laughs> <laughs> so that part is kind of taken care of, but once he announces his party and gets into politics full-time, the Kanadiga card will definitely be, the Kanadiga tag will definitely be used to attack him. Though I must also point out that Jayalata came from Mysore. So of course, she's a Tamilian, but her roots were from Mysore in Karnataka, and MGR's roots were from Kerala. So in that sense, the two other leaders have also not been, I mean, 100% Tamilian, if you may call it, in terms of, you know, geographical uh, factors. And not that I know too much about South politics, but I was just curious, uh, how come the BJP hasn't tried to use the uh, DMK second generation Jhagada to like kind of hijack one of the guys and the BJP is not a party at all uh, of consequence in Tamil Nadu. I mean, we, we talk about it because 
It's a BJP, it's a national party, it's ruling the country. But as far as Tamil Nadu is concerned, it has never been a party of much consequence, barring 2014 where it had an umbrella coalition as a result of which it ended up winning one Lok Sabha seat from Kanyakumari. But uh, it really is of a party of no electoral consequence in that uh, in that sense. And it does not even have many leaders who are seen as pan-Tamil Nadu. It will not be able to um, attract an Aragiri because Aragiri is a basically a temperamental politician. He has been expelled uh, from the DMK, so he's not even part of the DMK technically. Uh, what I'm told, what I'm given to understand is that the BJP has been making overtures at some level to the DMK, but the DMK would be very wary of touching the BJP because the BJP leadership after the 2G verdict has been talking about an appeal in the Supreme Court. So if they are going in appeal mm. against Kanimuri and Raja, it cannot simultaneously also do political business with the DMK. Correct. So that will not happen. And somewhere at the back of the mind, the DMK believes that because Narendra Modi went and met Karnanidhi in Gopalpuram in November to, um, to inquire about his health, that cost them the Muslim votes in Arkanaga. That's an argument the DMK now believes in. So the DMK wants to keep the BJP at arm's length, at least no business till 2019. If the numbers um, produce something, some kind of a hung verdict in 2019, at that stage the DMK could think of something, but definitely nothing of a pre-poll alliance. So that's All why right. the BJP's best at this point in time remains Rajnikanth. Okay, uh, now I have an email to read. Sorry, Raman, no, you have something to add? No, no. Uh, or Meghna, can we just... Meghna asked one question. Where does Kamal, Kamal Hassan stand today? Kamal to his like Rahul Gandhi politics. Rahul. We, we are not sure which Kamal way Hassan, uh, Kamal Hassan is seen to have lost out because of this one month or five week long uh, silence. Right, yeah. But I think he will start talking about it and stuff like that. But I wonder whether he would really want to be seen in competition to Rajnikanth because on the ground, Rajnikanth is, is a much more of a mass person, mass actor. Uh, Kamal Hassan appeal is more urban, more he's seen as more of an intellectual actor. Obviously, um, I mean, no one disputes the fact that Kamal Hassan is a much more of, a, he's a much better actor than Rajnikanth. But his appeal <laughs> also is a little limited in that sense. Um, so, uh, I don't think Kamal Hassan will want to get into a direct uh, con, uh, competition with Rajnikanth in politics. Hmm. Um, he did say in September that if Rajnikanth enters politics, I will join hands with him. Uh, but again, uh, given their ideologies are very different, uh, Kamal Hassan is an atheist, very left of center, Rajnikanth is an extremely spiritual person and therefore seen as slightly right-leaning. So in that sense, their ideologies don't really match. So whether they'll be able to do their politics together is a moot question. Okay, thank you so much, Sudhir. Thank you. For your time. Thank you. And uh, we'll hope to see you in Delhi sometime soon. Yeah. Don't yeah. come yeah. in the winter. Okay. It's horrible. Thank you. It's really bad. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> bye. Thank you. Okay, Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay, uh, I'll come to an email, but before I come to the email, I would like to add that this podcast is produced by Shubham. Thank you, Shubham, and recorded by Anil. Thank you, Anil. I have been told that I am not acknowledging the producer and the recorder these days. My bad. Also, we have another few days for our offer of 25% off. So do subscribe at a discounted rate and get some additional goodies. Now, uh, the email I'm going to read is from Kishore. Hello team, especially Abhinandan, you call me just like we are madrasis. <laughs> See, he got my madrasi joke. I got so much of hate mail and hate tweets after saying that, how do you call all of us madrasi? Anyway, Kishore, I'm glad you have a sense of humor. You'd be surprised how many fucking people have a stick up their ass and not a sense of humor. You claim Tamil pride, despite the fact that you can't construct 
two consecutive words in Tamil and don't know the difference between Telugu and Kannada. You said Chilmadi, which is Kannada, and you pointed at people of Andhra. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you got me, partner, you got me. I really wonder how none of you can ever understand the Arkanagar election despite reading news. Or is it so that the Bhailog media have not understood it either and south of Madrasi is out of their syllabus? I think it's the latter. I, I don't think they are interested or have understood it. So first things first. Sasikala is not smart as Abhinandan thinks she is. Do I think, did I suggest that she's smart? Did I? Don't know. Maybe. She's just a servant of Jaya who aspired to be CM and is spending her time in jail. TTV Dhinakaran is her protege and he and the people who supported Sasikala were expelled from the party. Meanwhile, the AIDMK party is run by OPS and EPS after two factions united. Initially, there were three factions of ADMK, which is OPS camp, EPS camp and Sasikala camp. The Arkanagar election was big because of two reasons. Initially, the case about which of the three camps takes the two-leaf symbol and the by-election was initially cancelled because of bribing voters, which instantly happened by the local reports. Up to, four, up to 100 crores were spent. My God. Madhusudan, the ADMK party candidates, was long-time loyalist and his son, and his loss is huge because now TTV promises that he will be the party president because he won the election. Incidentally, one day after your recording, ADMK has suspended 44 leaders who supported TTV. So it's safe to say that if you guys like entertainment, follow TN politics because nothing comes as close to even Abhinandan's supposed mockery of the Madrasi. Thanks and regards, Kishore. Thanks, Kishore. If what you're saying is true that 100 crores were spent in the RK Nagar election, if any of you in RK Nagar are listening to this podcast, we have a special rate for subscription a few days. And since you have some disposable income handy, <laughs> I'm, I'm rumor, rumors saying that you have some more money, so let's independent media. In long run, mein, you will all benefit more than whoever wins. So that's that. So uh, Ranga Uncle, sorry, not Ranga Uncle, Vardhan Uncle, what do you want to start with? Should we start with um, the, the uh, Delhi? Should we get over with up or should we end with up? Should we start with up or should we end with up? Delhi should be fine. Delhi. So, are you impressed with the choice of Gupta and Gupta? Is it is it a master stroke? <laughs> is it a master stroke by Modi? Okay, Jari, sorry. Okay, Raman, sir. You want to save for Aap the last one? No. See, I... Uh, what was... what? How, how did Kejriwal rise? Let us say that. He posed himself as a person who is against the system. Okay. Yeah. And we all... You know, <laughs> we all liked it. We saw, I mean, there's one crusader who has just been born. And we, I mean, and many people supported. I mean, as much as that he got 67 out of 70 seats in Delhi. Okay. Now, now what has happened today? He has a chartered <laughs> accountant in Raj Sabha, <laughs> which is always he, important. It's he valuable. got two guys, one chartered accountant. Nobody knew him at all. He has no track record of uh, you know as a social worker public or anybody service. who has done anything for the public uh, he has written some account books i think and uh, <laughs> he's done nothing for the public uh? <laughs> so he's done nothing for the public two accounts books. Uh, uh, so so the second gupta second gupta i think i saw his picture with the snake huh. so that guy i mean ajgar uh, ajgar and uh, on the li- uh, lighter note, but uh, on the serious note, he was with the Congress. Hmm. He was heading the business wing uh, till 28th of November. 
they hmm. do sell the seats right. and you know industrialists get it so how do they get it they give money donate to party and get the ticket hmm. second is they reward people who have worked for the party right. or or have benefited the party in some way hmm. so what kejriwal seems to have done and i don't still know if these people paid the amadmi party or not that it, it could it, be because of his looks i mean you never know <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you never huh. know huh. but what i think uh, he has sort of done and i'm just assuming that they haven't paid because hmm. i don't know it does, doesn't sound right that amadmi party will do this but no I but if you if i mean just um, see a person hmm. with the congress resigning on 28 little known person nobody knows him right nothing in, in public uh, no no possible but, no but what, what complete your thought no, but my 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 whole point was that he might have just chosen these people based on some sort of expertise that he sees which they will help them uh, you know form bridges with the government like the central government that is a thing like when hmm. rajya sabha mps are become a part of a committee uh and they have like certain ministries which they can talk to probably kejriwal gets benefit out of that i mean you well, never if know if it was building a bridge i'd say um Uh, Kumar would build be better Kumar than Vishwas, BJP. I don't think would be. No, in the sense he was pretty palatable. Yeah, I'm bad for Kumar Vishwas, yeah. Because I think that he didn't get the seat in Rajya Sabha. No, but why should he get it? I mean, by default. I mean, like, Hell, Manisha. No, like you said that you uh, reward, reward people, people who worked for the party. I'm sure Kumar Vishwas has like he's been there. Yeah, yeah. And he stood by them. He's like a pleasant face on television. He's always supported the party. He's always come out and. Are you a fan you know, of his poetry? He's a good orator. I mean, he says it out well, but I'm not really a fan of his poetry. I have mm. no idea, man. I don't know what. But has, has the Aadmi <laughs> Party given any reasoning for why they have chosen these people? Uh, well, there's just a press conference of Manish Sisodia where he said that one of them is a chart accountant, the other person, which is this other Gupta, the slightly overweight Gupta with a snake. <laughs> I'm wrong. He had a snake on his neck. Uh, you know, that's too fucking. This is so horrible. So what I was like, is that dude? <laughs> he said that he runs. He like educates fifteen thousand children, because he runs a few trusts who run four hospitals and they run a few schools in, in Delhi and Haryana. I don't know. We should do a fact check on that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Vardhan, wh- what your is your view? <laughs> How valuable are chartered accountants to Rajya Sabha? Yeah, I don't have that much money, so. <laughs> so you never need a chartered. Don't need. okay uh, so uh, basically uh, what i want to say is that kejriwal uh, uh, comes across as a different kind of politician now because he wants to be now that kind of politician 
So, so you're saying uh, he has yes, decided that this uh, is what yeah, he wants uh, to become. So it's a trade-off between political capital and political sustenance. He has uh, uh, preferred the latter. So if the political capital was the anti-corruption crusade, that is not something that would sustain him for long. And uh, that only money can do. Yeah. So also, uh, yeah, means uh, for socialist rhetorics also, you need capitalism to sustain socialist uh, rhetorics. So uh, socialist uh, agenda becomes affordable with the success of capitalism only. Mm. So that's one thing. Second is that this uh, ingrained Indian psyche of seeing creators of wealth as something evil is uh, also something that... political class sees as differently in in fact manmohan singh also in 2006 in wto conference said that we indians have devalued industrialists but they are of great civilizational value because they create wealth mm-hmm. and distribute uh, where there there none exists so creators of wealth need not be always denigrated they he must be some of some value to the party mm. that we so yeah. well interesting uh, i mean who would have thought that anand's reasoning seems a little more sympathetic to kejri as opposed to uh, mine that is not uh, davinandran do you remember uh, earlier they had offered this seat to raghuram rajan yes. and he denied it yeah. what was that all about then <laughs> like you know like, they offered it they said they offered to 18 odd people and okay. uh, including arun shori arun shori said no i mean arun shori has uh, you know so everyone they offered it to reject rejected it, it because no, no one wants to touch the amadi party and following this i want to come to the electoral bonds issue i think right, they're right. kind of connected but my you know personal view is that i mean i'm you know it's no secret i'm a huge supporter of the amani party and and uh, backer of arvind kejriwal but and i i think for everything that he did whether it was you know go at the pm there was always a reason that i could see was a valid rational reason while i agree with anand that you need money to survive and tell me about it you know i have to pay like 30 salaries in a month so fucking <laughs> of course i understand the value <laughs> I understand the value of capital but in this particular case I do think there were many other faces and while I understand running a party is a huge problem um I mean we've done a little explainer on that to to contest the Delhi assembly seat you need 6000 volunteers hmm. now if 6000 volunteers even drink 3 cups of tea a day that's 30 rupees a day yeah So that's six thousand into ten, sixty thousand into six three thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. मतलब तीन लाख एक दिन में आपको चाय में लग जाएगा. तो just at that first day, there were all sorts of volunteers who were, you know, funding it on their own. But I understand that you need money. But I don't think it's like a corporation that you need the money to survive like right now. Hmm. You know, you can kind of kick that can down the road. But yeah, I I think when you have people within the party who you can give that ticket to. I would find it very difficult to defend um, giving it to these two guys. Up uh, is a party in power. Hmm. Uh, if you see, they have used funds very judiciously to promote themselves as a party. Hmm. Okay, they. If you see the ads all over hmm. Delhi, Kejriwal is all over. So they have done. They have used the public money. Uh, for the popularity but here what i'm trying to say the image in fact what meghnath is saying and what uh, anand has said is the same thing he was against the system that's how he won all the votes mm. but today he's 
becoming his part of the system. His differentiator is gone. Even so you admit that. His ah, differentiator is gone. But his Lok Sabha MPs were a huge disappointment in general. Like all four. Which were earlier reacted, two defected. Now mm. there are two left. Mm. There have been disappointments. So I feel that he wanted some smart people in parliament. I honestly feel that he thinks that it's time to have like a voice. But Meera Sanya is a smart person. She's mm-hmm. been associated with the party for long. That Meera Sanya. Yeah, that's true. Gupt, uh, Vishwas Kumar. I mean, Vishwas why he chose these people is a mystery as much to me as to anybody else actually. But right. I mean, that might be one reasoning that he might he might have wanted some smart people in parliament. But so was Ahmad so was his choice for the. ministers also the seven ministers uh, when he appointed hmm. them nobody knew those yeah but names. in delhi i mean out of all the 65 seats he had i mean it's what wasn't like he had a palette of you know lovely fine, colors to choose fine, from fine but what i'm trying to say that those names were also i mean he hand picked them and uh, three of them have uh, have already fallen i mean his hmm. his his uh, his picks aren't always the pick uh, of the crop that's yeah. what i'm saying It's not the first flush. <laughs> It's not the Assam Chika first flush. Coming to, uh, should we move on? Everyone has something yeah, to add. Yeah. So coming to the electoral bonds, Meghnath. Uh, for those of you context, electoral bonds is this new instrument that the finance minister has floated, which can be bought, I think, from next week onwards, mm. if I'm not wrong. Mm. You can. So basically, it's a way of getting white money into politics as opposed to black money. and the reasoning behind it is you can only buy it from banks so therefore you have to you know give a check or draft or whatever so you get it through white money and then you give it to the political party you want and they can go cash it so it remains anonymous so no one knows who's given to which party which is one of the problems that amani party claimed they had that all the people who were giving them money there was a crackdown from the government so now that anonymity theoretically can be maintained and b white money will enter politics and not black money so that is the reasoning for electoral bonds puncher the holes in this So um okay so you have to understand how this electoral bonds work right um again it's a as you said it's an instrument so it's a currency which can be used only by political parties hmm. it's valid for 15 days so you abhinandan sekri goes to sbi buys a bond you get a bond with without your name on it hmm. just a serial number and you uh, that bond you can you can take and give it to say uh, aam aadmi party hmm. because it's your favorite party hmm. right and you give it to aam aadmi party and uh, They Now go, they don't need it, baby. They yeah. got Gupta ji. <laughs> they go to uh, Amadvi Party takes that bonds to SBI again and redeems it. Right? Hmm. What What is happening is SBI is acting as a mediator here. Hmm. So nobody's name comes out. Amadvi Party says got electoral bonds on their account books. You say gave electoral bonds on your account books. Right? Hmm. So there is no name revealing happening here. You're right when you say that it the bond can only be bought by DD check or bank transfer, right? So only white money can be used Correct. to buy it, right? Hmm. But here you have to understand that even though this whole transaction is happening with white money, the anonymity is a question, right? Okay. Because you, as an industrialist or someone, might be giving that money to lobby. Hmm. Because ये law pass करवाना है वो law pass करवाना है. In which case I wanted to be known कि देखो सर मैं आपको दस करोड़ दे रहा हूँ. या तो तुमको party को पता है कि तुम दे रहे हो. हाँ. But public को नहीं पता. Public को नहीं. So whenever a law is made by a party, people will not know why the hell they are making that law or for who. So that transparency. That that is a problem, right? The second thing that is problematic here is that you are giving to Ahmad Me Party. The BJP can still find out because SBI is owned by the government, right? So they will find their ways to find out. Which serial number went from who to who, 
right so mm. that party bjp so will definitely it's not end to end encrypted no they definitely the have not self destruct <laughs> so with this bond i can't make any money I, my money will just go to the party yeah i mean it it has to be but, but it's an it. instrument so you can give it to any party it doesn't have to be it won't have like aam aadmi party written on it or bjp mm. you saying it can be used as a bribe it can be yeah, like it can be used as anything which is with in any case right now also people give checks to the party right yeah. but when you see kisi ne 10 crore diye kisi ne rajiv chandshekar ne i think 6 mm. crore diye tha dono mm-hmm. ko nda upa dono ko diye hedging kiya tha so he hedged dono ko i think it would have been a lot more useful and i would have found it a lot more uh, you know credible had by electoral bonds said this is the only way you can give to politicians absolutely because yeah. right now 2000 rupees ke niche aap phir bhi de sakte ho hmm. and almost like i don't know how many 100 crore of their money comes from cash kyunki baith ke aap receipt kaatte raho aur aap kala dhan waise hi aa raha hai 20000 ke niche nahi abhi 2000 2000 ho gaya na pehle 2000 but the only difference is now pehle agar aap 1 lakh receipt bana dete ab 10 lakh bana doge hmm आप जब चार इंटर्न को बैठ के रिसीट कटवा दो प्राइम means of means donation of donation yeah mm. uh the, here another uh, i think aspect which i think anand is pointing out is that again i absolutely agree cash ka donation nikali kyun nahi dete why the heck is it still there the second is the intimidation thing which you pointed out mm. right so all this bullshit reason is being given everywhere like even by the finance minister everyone ki because there is intimidation happening ki aam aadmi party ka donor list dikhta hai so anybody can intimidate hmm. you know so that's why anonymity is required now i don't understand why political funding needs to be changed to prevent intimidation police kya kar raha hai it's a law and order issue isn't it hmm. at the end of the day when intimidation is happening of one person shouldn't you be criticizing the police which is not able to protect the donors but they do it through ed or ed notice bhej denge aapka koi permission nahi denge sarkar has hazar ways of but the government itself saying that this is a problem and our machinery is not going to protect you i mean yeah. that yeah, the logic from their yeah. point of view is rather <laughs> yeah. bizarre our our machinery is not going to protect you at all so you need to do this but i think this government is very good at making a hoo ha about nothing hmm. i mean making a hoo ha see what we are presenting and what you presenting nothing it's yeah. like changes nothing yeah Uh, that that's a problem uh, so what do you want to move with now uh, manish you want to talk about the violence in maharashtra or the triple talaq bill i think we should talk about maharashtra it's hmm. really dominated uh, the news hmm. all of this week so before so, we do that can i read a quick email yeah it's not very long yes um so this one is 400 odd words i may not read the whole thing this is from ashwin hello nl team i am a subscriber and i'm really a fan of the work you people are doing i would try to keep my letter short but apologies if i exceed the word limit I really like the Hafta podcast as it allows us the news consumer to know the biases and beliefs of the people running news laundry. <coughs> I would like to comment on the last week's Hafta and especially on the debate on secularism. 
though I'm not against the concept of state being secular, I was struck when Manisha and Abhinandan said that BJP analysts do not have the intellectual capacity to even play around the nuances of the term secular. I would like to tell the panel that one historical personality that BJP and the right wingers of our country adore is Chanakya Kautilya. Okay, just one thing, uh, Ashwin, we did not... <laughs> We did not say that the BJP RSS doesn't. We were talking about that Hegde guy specifically. Yeah, 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 no, no, this was in response to Anand uh, saying things about Hegde and we saying that he's attributing too much. Yeah, huh. too, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. It was specifically to Hegde as the intellectual capacity, yeah. not RSS as a body. And secondly, boss, you have kind of appropriated Chanakya and Kautilya to the... Anyway. <laughs> His treaties, <laughs> the Arth Shastra, as many scholars describe, is totally a secular document and deals with the running of the state in a secular fashion. By secular, I mean this worldly as defined by Anand in the last episode. Religious, religion in the Arthashastra is only used as a management tool. Anand Vardhan can expand upon my argument if he's present. Anand Vardhan? Yes, yes, I will. Present, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, will you want to expand on that? Okay, I will. Okay, you will after the letter? Okay. So, my humble request to you people is please do not underestimate the BJP or the ideology of Hindutva. They can reach into their ideology and pick people like Chanakya to play their politics, even on topic of secularism. This underestimation of Hindutva is, I believe, due to a lack of appreciation of classical Indian philosophy and the Sanskrit language amongst the elite in India. They would appreciate Plato and Aristotle, but would not like to keep the ancient Indian thinker at par with these figures. Because either they despise the culture of India, or they are unaware, or they fear a majoritarian backlash in the country. I'd like to request you all, especially Abhinandan, not to reject ancient India, thought as backward and superstitious. Abhinandan had said in the previous hafta that all those whom he knows who studied Sanskrit ended up doing pujas and havans, hain? <laughs> and Sanskrit is good for only that. Yar, Ashwin, you're just pillowing anything. Yaar. I did not say any, I have ever said this. Those who, I learned Sanskrit myself. It was pretty my third language <laughs> for like seven years. I had... I do havans because, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Abhinandan had said in the pre- so I would Can I like make to a rec- quick comment here? Sure. Right. Uh, so he went from Hindutva to Indian culture, right? Please don't do that. Please, can we stop? Hindutva and Indian culture have nothing to do with each other. Hindutva is a separate kind of a thing. Hinduism is a separate thing. And mm. Indian culture as a whole is a it's separate a wider thing. set. Yeah, so it's wider three set. Three different subsets and yeah. sets. Huh. So, but uh, I think Anand can also... Yeah, I would like to recommend a podcast to him about the history and philosophy of India. This podcast is not hosted by Hindutva Vadi, but two professors, one from LMU Munich and the other from NYU. Hope you find this enlightening. He's given me a link. Thanks, Ashwin. Appreciate your email. Appreciate your uh, inputs and advice. I will definitely listen to this podcast because I love podcasts. Uh, but you have attributed something that I didn't quite say. But anyway... Thanks. Anand, you want to just elaborate on that, then we can get back to Manisha. Yes, uh, uh, I am limiting myself to the context that he was referring to. Uh, so, Kautilya, who is popularly known as Chanakya, hmm. so uh, he was... Uh, In Delhi, he's called Chanakya Puri. Because <laughs> <laughs> we make okay. everyone Punjabi. And he's a lovely, bloody kulcha and Chanakya Puri. Gaya tha, si? In Delhi, he he's called... He's called... He's called... He's called... He's called... Half of Delhi has derived its colonies names from Bihar. <laughs> so, so, so they are Bihars. Okay. So, and Chanakya was also uh, a political thinker 
who was stationed in the Magadan capital of Patliputra, the modern Patna. Mm. So anyway, so uh, yes, so Kautilya's uh, Arthasastra, contrary to its name, is a work on public administration and not on economics. Mm. So uh, it is uh, a guide to statecraft. And uh, Cotillia, uh, through a very occidental bias, is called uh, India's Machiavelli, hmm. though he preceded uh, Italian Machiavelli <laughs> by <laughs> 1500 or 1600 years. Hmm. So, uh, Machiavelli should be called uh, uh, Italian, Italian Chanakya. Italian Chanakya. Hmm. So, uh, um, but we were the colonized <laughs> and not the colonizers. So, that is the problem. So, uh, religion in... Uh, Kautilya's Arthasastra. Arthasastra is a huge text. I cannot elaborate on everything in two minutes, but is a orderly life, dharma, orderly life, uh, a kind of source of discipline. So it helps the ruler to discipline and a kind of source of moral conduct in public space. So its use is limited to that only. So that is what he is saying, and uh, this space, as I said, uh, he said that this worldly, not spiritual things, but sure. this worldly, physical things, physical entities. So, and not about thought process, spirituality, but the repercussions of conduct on physical beings or physical entities. Hmm. That that is how uh, limited is the role of religion in Cotillian statecraft. Okay, although um, I'd just like to clarify for our Punjabi friends listening, Chanakya wasn't a Puri, I was just joking. He was Chanakya. <laughs> Chanakya yeah. Puri was not related to Amrish Puri, Om Puri, any In other Delhi, Puri. Chanakya <laughs> is now known as Amit Shah. <laughs> really? Okay. You were wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. Kootniti. Yeah. Kootniti. Modern day Kootneta. But you know, but one of the things uh, I've tried to read the Arthasastra and I must say I failed because it is so fuck boring. It numbed my mind. It's this thick. And like it's as thick as Lam is rubble and as boring. Because that's another book I couldn't fucking so The reason why I think, you know, uh, a lot of people know English philosophers, etc. is because they produce cliff notes, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> also, Plato's Republic is readable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you read it. Rajas, right? But I guess a lot is lost in translation. It's probably very readable in... Which language was it written in originally? Sanskrit. So I've studied Sanskrit, but anyway... So, so uh, what do you want to go with? You want to go with the Maharashtra violence, Manisha? Yeah, we should talk about the Maharashtra band, which has dominated the news all of this week. So, okay. just to uh, give a little context, um, annually on January 1st, uh, a lot of Ambedkarites and left-wing groups gather at this uh, tiny village called Bhima Koregaon. I don't know if it's tiny or not, but it's a small village-ish place next to Pune. And they celebrate the victory of Mahars against uh, Peshwas. And that's Mahars a long... is, a, is a more deprived... Yeah. community within the which was considered untouchable back then hmm. uh, and we provide a link below this to give you context on what exactly like, yeah why hmm. exactly do people celebrate this so uh, just like every other year there was a congregation this year and this year was big because it was the 200th year but this has been happening every year this yeah. yeah ambedkar was uh, i think he was the one who initiated this hmm. right. kind of tradition to go there and commemorate and hmm. you know because there's a whole war memorial that lists all the mahar soldiers there so, from the 29th onwards, there were tensions in the village. There are two groups uh, led by uh, Hindutva leaders. I mean, they they have links to RSS, but I don't know how deep they are. But 
I mean, like he's been spotted with Modi and whatever. Uh, two leaders, Sambaji Bhide and Milind Ekbote. Uh, uh, these, the, the organizations led by them, they said that this is anti-national, we don't want to allow this. On the 29th, there was a little skirmish because, again, groups instigated by these two uh, desecrated one statue um, in a village nearby of a Dalit person. Again, there's a lot of myth and legend associated with this and we'll provide the links below to give you a... Uh, proper they said context. he did the last rites of, of he did Shivaji. the last rites of Shivaji uh, and they said no it was Maratha done by says a, that he didn't do it it was done by so, Maratha but so yeah anyway his statue so was statue was desecrated so there was it anyway it wasn't a lot of desecrated that's what some local reports are saying it wasn't desecrated it was a wrong report in the media hmm. and that became the reason of uh, board and they Big were calling words. about board ha there was there was there was a board removed so there were uh, you know, there was basic, there were clashes happening before the first. I mean, it was a tensed atmosphere. On the first, uh, there have been reports in, on social media and by various Dalit groups that men wielding saffron frags attacked uh, men and women and stone did some stone pelting, attacked the vehicles that were proceeding towards the war me- memorial. So this was the first set of sort of clash that happened, which didn't get much prominence on television news. Um uh, then the clashes really intensified. There was a death. There was one Maratha boy, about 20, man, 28-year-old, who was singled out by the Dalit mob uh, because he was wearing a Shivaji t-shirt. They singled him out, beat him up brutally. He, got mu- he was murdered. And that's certain. Yeah, this was reported in the Indian Express. But the report I read, he died because a rock hit his head. Well, the Indian Express report said that uh, he was singled out by a mob okay. hmm. because he was wearing a Shivaji t-shirt, a uh, okay. jacket with a whatever. Hmm. Point being that there were deaths in the clash. There was a Dalit boy also, 16-year-old, who j- died, uh, you know, during those clashes. And uh, then there was a band on uh, 3rd where uh, uh, various Dalit groups and the left group... And that switch spread to Bombay, Bombay. Pune and uh, Nagpur as well? Was, was Nagpur? Nagpur was... Nagpur was... That is the seat of the RSS. Don't mess with us. <laughs> Have orange barfi. I haven't heard any reports from Nagpur yet. But the thing is, I mean, it's very interesting because similar a similar event happens in Nagpur where uh, Baba Sahib Ambedkar converted himself. He went to Nagpur. Hmm. Right? So every Dasera, the same people, they come, they come to Nagpur in huge numbers at Diksha Bhumi to basically celebrate the, uh, you know... Uh, when does this uh, happen? Yeah. Dasara. It's, so it's fixed this on year, Dasara. are we looking at trouble then as well? I Last year it was fine. I mean, the numbers have been growing and it's, you know, uh, it's a, it's a pilgrimage spot. Sort Chhat of. Puja numbers have been growing. Our own Anand had gone to Chhat Puja. But here also, it seems that the numbers have been growing over a period of Dude, time. Dude, numbers have been maybe. growing everywhere. Even Pizza Hut numbers have been growing. <laughs> McDonald's numbers have been growing. Chhat Puja numbers have been growing. When the tradition fuck, tradition is modernizing. I've been living in Delhi for <laughs> 25 years. I've, I didn't even, like... Pardon my ignorance, in I wasn't my, even aware of the how yes. big a deal Chhat Puja was. Yeah. Now uh-huh. you go to India Gate, there's, you, there's traffic jams over there, man. So yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. You, who, who used to watch films earlier? Yeah. I never had advance booking. Now you bloody have to book, book my show bloody five days in advance. Where is this conversation going? Crowds are going everywhere. <laughs> Whether it is... Um, sorry. Uh, uh, anyway, so but what in, was in, no, in, in Nagpur they are called uh, Pahune, right? In Marathi, Pahune Alit. Pahune means guests. So guests are here. Is, it, is, is it a very sarcastically they, they, this is said, especially because you know upper caste versus lower caste thing. So it's a very 
crazy sort of a uh, atmosphere mm. during the sera there anyway i'm mm. going so what was shocking in all of this was how the television media reported it it was uh, because first of course republican times now went all out about um, jignesh mevani and umar khalid being present at this event they were present among like thousand other people giving speeches all jignesh mevani said ki ye hum sadkon ki ladai se ladenge hmm. which is like any activist ever hmm. would say use these words ki tum you know ye ladai sadkon ki ladai pe le jayenge is this street activism which republic just took a look how he has instigated violence and times now also and there's an fir today the same pattern that you see that republic oh, they times, an fir yeah. yes. oh. republic not republic but republic reported and an yeah. fir was followed but so, manisha i saw republic now they said that see this bharat ke tukde gang hmm. which is now a, th- a thing yeah, yeah. bharat ke tukde brigade bharat ke tukde brigade so the bharat ke tukde gang so basically mewani is been told to go there by rahul gandhi said yeah. make a speech then i will tweet yeah then at the same time whatever 3 and 1/2 lakh people will go there is yeah. the person who could not win an election yeah, like yeah, yeah. beyond 45 yeah i mean when arnab is talking he just makes up an entire plan blueprint this is how it happened with it's such authority it's schizophrenia like it's the better, uh, we used to find it funny I had a guy who quoted it to me the next day. Yeah, who I actually boss. So I was like, but yeah, ऐसे बोलो था कि उसको कुछ खुफिया जानकारी मिली है. कुछ भी पेल दो यार. और पढ़ा लिखा आदमी है. कुछ भी and and yesterday Arnab started show. It doesn't matter where you're watching this. You could be watching this from Bombay, Honolulu, Hawaii, Gangtok, Chinchpokli. He just named like twenty random places. I'm like fucking come to the point. How does it matter where I'm watching? It's so no, funny. And Arnab needs to decide something. Like at one point he's like, "Arey Rahul Gandhi is stupid. He doesn't know anything. He's an incompetent fool." And on the other hand, he's this diabolical genius who is coming up with such political strategies. I mean, make up your mind. Either he's stupid or he's a diabolical genius. But you know, here's one thing that I I, I did think it's so polarized this debate that either one side is. justifying everything that happened during these two days mm. or opposing everything that happened i saw some of the footage of this young guy and by and large people who take part in these street you know violence are people who feel fucked over for some reason or the other yeah. whether it is high caste low caste holi diwali mohram doesn't matter you know when they come and they kick your car they are taking badla hmm. ki fucker through the year I can't do fuck to you today. Yeah. I'll break your windshield. Yeah, hmm. absolutely. That cannot be condoned. Hmm. True. Those fuckers who did that need to be fucking kicked in the ass so hard that the bloody balls come out of their mouths. But in the entire, and I completely agree, there has to be reparations or there has to be some way to undo or even out the millions of years justice. One can't start saying that. Action should not be taken against these guys, and I have heard that. I don't know if you guys have. have yeah, any, I have heard as well. Yeah. No, that can't be. But also, the problem is then with the skewed media coverage. If the media is only showing you traffic jams, only showing you violent uh, mobs, which they were there. There was one that was heckled an NDTV reporter. Also, he came and shouted him and said. Only heckled him and did. Yeah, there were also, and this why is this only happening on social media or online mediums where you're seeing. crowds peacefully with a placard saying that you know you shouldn't have stopped yeah, were, us from no, so there were peaceful crowds as well same with uh, i mean i don't know with the, the mob even, you have all kind of people you have all and there were of course and this was again this was shown to be only a dalit agitation but sambhaji brigade which is a maratha organization uh, which is again anti brahmin they had also called for a ban so there were also men from so those maratha it was not Maratha's, just a dalit it wasn't only really protest. a 
caste clash. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it's very kind very of, but not that binary. Okay, so uh, two two three things. First is the um, what uh, in the last hafta we were talking about that uh, the accountability of reporting is just to facts and accuracy. But what facts means? Facts can be chosen. Chosen. Mm, so sure. so uh, now you have. Uh, uh, five different narratives of a same event mm. so which report to trust so just saying that re- reports are the authentic so if you trust republic you have a different narrative so and uh, the you will swing from reflected rage to indifference to conspiracy theories so reports in, in themselves are no measure of objectivity also so to say that only reports are objective and write ups are subjective that is a, a very uh, means wrong distinction to make so a lot of opinion have also spilled to the reporting hmm. so uh, th- that is one thing so second is uh, uh that the um, uh, society in maharashtra is so is, is a, uh now in a normal situation dalits and marathas would be pitted against one other because 30% of population in marathas they and they electorally financially socially a powerful groups also and dalits are fragmented groups so dalit mobilization in maharashtra from 1970s dalit panthers onwards they have a history even before uh, under dr ambedkar so uh, now it's more complex than oh, what comes because uh, uh, india is a Uh, land of communities and uh, uh, to say uh, like say alpesh thakur and uh, say um, jigwani would be jignesh uh, uh, jignesh <laughs> mewani uh, would be on uh, uh, means they would not be on very conciliatory terms in this class mm. so be, be, because they would be pitted against one another he is an obvious leader and marathas the next big problem for maharashtra government is in uh, in february on february 9th they have given a deadline they want reservations <laughs> they want jobs they have silenced this marches of, of thousands of people on streets of mumbai pune and this so next big problem is that now uh, so uh, also leaders i am very skeptical about uh, student leaders because they have very guerrilla tactics so uh, since they don't have any organization they just uh, depend on guerrilla events to uh, mobilize support mm-hmm. and in that sense they become dangerous because uh, uh, with time they will learn that and that guerrilla events have to translate into arvind kejriwal and then they have to go to gupta so so yeah good point i just had two more thing i i mean one is of course i've said my piece on this I think one thing that an event like this actually does demonstrate is the inherent casteism. I am I don't like discussing Twitter on Hafta because I find it a really daft medium. But the the way it there's a certain transparency to it because yeah. you can see certain um, you know inherent casteism or racism or bigotry, bigotry that comes out. But uh, as far as the difference in opinion and reporting is concerned, I I'm the last one to use the word objectivity as you would know because you know my view on objectivity nothing is objective 
just the choice of story has killed objectivity why do you do story x and not y but a reporter's what i think raman and i were discussing a reporter's commitment is to accuracy and facts hmm. if you are a crafty enough reporter to show facts and accuracy to push an agenda well and good you are still a good reporter opinion writing is a different thing altogether right. so even when you are pushing an agenda your facts have to be your right. facts have to be correct Sacrosec. so But I'm what saying facts are excluded sometimes. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's that's objectivity. Dies that's your choice. Hmm. You are running an agenda. Run run, run it, the agenda by all means. Facts, but have your facts. Because right. if you can puncture a hole in it, yes. then it's a weak report. So I yes. I definitely do think that the commitment to facts and accuracy hmm. is the primary commitment. Opinion writing is opinion writing. That's a separate thing. Hmm. But a report is not an objective document. Right. it is still a subjective document mm, that's what what i'm saying that yeah. is what i was in, saying in this case for for example right so so what what happens with me in a lot of yeah, what lot are of you times, you are marathi or maratha i'm a, i'm a marathi what is that i'm a Mara, are marathi are you peshwa no i'm a पांडे जी यू ब्राह्मण वर्धन सर यू वॉट I am Bhumiar Brahmin. That three, uh, Raman sir, Shatriya. Shatriya. Uh. All high castes here, and so we say I, there is. No I don't point. think I should make comments on you know lower yeah, caste. Yeah, we should have but, had someone from. Uh, yeah, from yeah. That's yeah, the thing, right? Like, you're saying that. Speakers to have, speak, to have hmm. spoken. About but mm-hmm. but my problem with this whole thing, I'll tell you, is that uh, because Parliament is going on, and I'm completely like looking at it all the time. Hmm. So when an issue spills over in Parliament, is when I start paying attention to it. Frankly, right? Hmm. So yesterday. and day before there was like immense outrage in both rajya sabha and lok sabha about this this whole issue right that is when i started looking at it now for me to find out what is happening i have to depend on reports like i just look at it so i go through twitter i go through facebook mm-hmm. i see what is what people are saying etc etc but i found no credible reports on this like news reports mm. I, i saw like tons of opinion pieces i saw like arnav goswami losing his head debate shows whatever I but seriously a, a there were no reports which is bizarre which is why which is one of the primary problems that the people have had because there was no media covering that event exactly the 1st of january like, exactly. you don't have anyone yeah. covering so a major event of that been, but the actual but event but the buns so which is why there's conflicting ki it le- uh. it was left to ambedkar at whatever porters right. and people there taking videos and saying ye hua hai itna violence hua hai but there was no one covering which is another problem this is visual evidence yeah, so yeah. anyone can shoot anything and that's a visual evidence ki dekho ab ye pit raha hai ab ye pit raha tha to now and it might be from some other other yeah. event from some other place and they'll hmm. show that this happened yeah. here so it's it's very which bizarre is a primary source and who was there as an important social you know, media ha i think i but think this, this also is says something about our newsrooms that you don't send a reporter to cover an event of this i mean that's what even i it's I, annual You cover annual RSS events. You go to the Shaira every time Mohan Bhagwat gives a speech on the Shaira. You cover it. In Nagpur. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, this also shows. Oh, I just read the local reports. I mean, these guys were on the ground and reading those three reports from uh, hmm. local Haan Sakal. So there, that is pointing out that it was, it 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 uh, was engineered by you know the comments given in the social media, hmm. and hmm. most of it, Absolutely. most of them were rumors. 
most of them were rumors Absolutely. and there was uh, so this is what the local so the entire said. we've come up to this based on rumors whereas the actual facts on the ground are not quite as dramatic yes. Absolutely. of day one yes yeah. what of day led one. to the whole thing of day one because now also, of course everything is dramatic that is that, that uh, was building up from 29th of December right 29th 20, also we need to see that uh, arrests are uh, sometimes media overestimates its clout that because of these reports arrests were made mm. now police officers also do their drill they also investigate they don't arrest just because of media reports they can but uh, they will the go through their investigative drill also so uh, so ips officers are not dumb fools that they will just take a republic report and reports and arrest right. someone right right Right. So, um, anything else on this that anyone wants to add? Because this was quite, um, you know, I mean, it was covered enough. I think it got the coverage it yeah, deserved. If it disrupted Parliament, if this was supposed to take the issue off, you know, a particular that caste that has been wronged, you know, become a national issue. On that, it was successful. Yeah. Uh, it was successful in also uncovering a lot of bigotry. Mm. Uh, but where it go from here? As every piece to camera ends, only time will tell. <laughs> Reporters, please stop ending piece to camera like that. We used to do that when you we were fucking 21 year old in 1995. It's been like 22 years. In Guardian, someone reported. So in an opinion piece, there was written, only time will tell. Then so a reader commented, then why you are writing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because you know piece two cameras had just started back then because television earlier used to be voiceover. So you're told now you'll end your story and you'll stand in the mic and people will see your fucking faces also. I was like yeah. So then of course on the spot when you have to quickly come with piece two cameras, like eight out of ten reporters would come back and say, and then it happened and now what will happen? Time will tell. <laughs> so Madhu had banned us. Anyone who ends a piece two camera, time will tell. Uh, she, whatever she's. She and remains check. to be seen. That's all. <laughs> and remains, remains to, be seen. to be seen. But what I'm surprised by today that is allowed. Twenty yeah. years ago it wasn't it allowed. Wasn't yeah. allowed. Listen, anyway. sometimes when you hear reporters in Beast to Camera, it's it's nonsense. Absolute like now nonsense. I pay attention to what they're saying. It's they're like five cliches in one sentence. You know, like five phrases, like it's such as life, time will tell. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just like five this thing all together, you know. Uh. It's really horrible. Bharat tumhare to kade honge. That's <laughs> I think actually TV reporting is really dying. I mean, just in terms of reportage also, like forget the debates and all, but how reporters report, the use of language, it's just... No, but all these reporters are out there in the field to build up a show which happens at prime time, 9 yeah. o'clock or 7 yeah. o'clock. No one's really... So, yeah. so these reporters are basically the tools into the hands of these editors. Yeah. Okay, so they, they, they announce at around 2 o'clock, 12 o'clock, that this is what they are going to, you know, telecast at 7 and 9. And these reporters are just the tools. They are just filling up mm -hmm. the yeah. show. Okay, this letter is from Hari Krishnan. Hello, NL Hafta team. I'm an old fan but recent subscriber. Thanks to your New Year discount. Areva, Hare Krishna, you made use of that. Thank you so much for subscribing. Firstly, I'd like to mention how much I appreciate the format of Hafta. The importance and the need to talk with and not merely talk about people one disagrees with is often understated in politics. And it is always a pleasure listening to your discussions where agreeing to disagree is often acknowledged. Another cliche. Agreeing to disagree. I never agree to disagree. I'm always miserable when people leave without me converting them. 
into communists and gave them a card. Did I manage to convert you about electoral bonds? <laughs> yeah, you did manage to convert me on electoral bonds. But I still think it's better than what the status was earlier. Crap. That's <laughs> just, just please. <laughs> I, I think they've been clever by half. But it's, I mean, it's one step. I don't see any change because earlier what there were trusts. So all these, uh, the big capitalists and all, they were going to these trusts and they will just deposit money their money through, and, uh, yeah, yeah, through yeah. the trust, right? Yeah, yeah. Now these capi- capitalists are going to buy these bonds. bonds. Okay, so the 10 crore yeah. they are giving there in the trust, now they are going to buy these bonds and they will give it to any but party. Your view, Anand, is it a step forward or no, it's a nothing? incremental change. B, C, D, till B, C, D is being done, A should not be done, so that's... You mean A is the so uh, no matlab karo use karo nahi what i'm saying is ye log karenge nahi na wahan se dur reh rahe hain so i'm an old fan sorry then he goes on to say congratulations on 150 haftas i binged hafta 151 152 i thought i'll mail about a couple of questions comments that popped up without sounding too critical of your coverage of news from the south i was quite surprised abhinandan's description of his visit to rameshwaram the city received its achhe din when modi visited and inaugurated apj abdul kalam's memorial early in 27 and when i visited rameshwaram a few months after that the roads were impeccably new and maintained i did not want to point out that the villages abhinandan mentioned on the way to dhanushkoti were actually damaged from rameshwaram cyclone of 1964 and not the tsunami as i mentioned by him oh i didn't know that thanks for pointing that out harikrishan cuz yeah you, you before you go to that tip uh, dhanushkoti you there is devastated villages that you go past uh, also i'd like to point out i Of course, didn't visit Rameshwaram in 2017. I visited there three, four times. Once in 2008, once in 2010, and I think once in 2006. Uh, the roads are very good, but the actual temple itself has shit because there are elephants there. What are you going to do? They're like elephants taking rounds. You can't. They will shit. So it is. And Somnath Temple has like shit everywhere there. So uh, the roads are great. Sure, getting there is great. But once you get there, you're going to step in poop. Be sure of that. Then um, he goes on to say. A new subscriber, Hari Krishnan. Just within the two episodes, I heard Anand say he thought NDTV is the worst news channel in India. Manisha saying Z was terrible, and Abhinandan saying Economic Times was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all established Times. No, not, not, huh, not you, that's the wrong. And we, which is which is the worst according to you, Anand? Since we are on the subject. I don't watch TV much. Okay, you don't yeah. watch TV much. And we've all established Times and Republica below rock bottom. I couldn't help but wonder if you could all suggest which channels you think are more or less reliable to follow. A relatively good list of Indian media now that we've discussed which ones are the worst. <laughs> Finally, I thought I'll point attention to a shameful hate campaign against film actor Parvathy and her films. That has been discussed quite a lot within Malayalam media over the last few days to see if you might want to take it up. Also, Rajnikanth's political entry, but I presume we'll be talking about that already. You're right, we've spoken about that already. Once again, thanks. for keeping hafta and his discussion rich diverse and inclusive mufat khot on subscriber hari thanks hari and he says ps editorial internship advertised on your website doesn't have to be in india for this not necessary hari we have people who have actually done research for us sitting in massachusetts as well and i use podcast addict player and despite following the rss feed for news laundry i can't seem to access full episodes after signing in i can still use the news laundry app except it crashed a couple of times okay uh, you need to take this up shubham why is our podcast not working on podcast addict so the parvati issue i'm not aware of this actually i'm sorry uh, is anyone aware of this uh, par anand what can you just I tell us a little bit about it and you say just 
Yeah, the little bit that you do know. Miss, I have heard not lot. What happened? Uh, what's what's happened? Does anyone is anyone aware of this, Raman? No. 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 She had made some comments against. Uh, Mamuti okay and also i think uh, about gender discrimination in malayalam yeah, films yeah okay right that's so, the, okay she's the lady who may said something against yeah, i saw that that yeah. was covered on tv so that is what i can recall so it, it, it i was, i just saw some people uh, have been abusing her abusing they will rape ha so, so somebody she, she has been saying that uh, there has been misogynist campaign against her Hmm. So that is what Mamuti is a guy who weighs like 500 kilos, right? Mamuti is a superstar. And still yeah. dances. Mamuti and Mohanlal are two poles of Malayalam film okay. industry. He is a dancing Jabba the Hutt. Ha, uh, Mohanlal is considered a more ac- accomplished actor. Right. And Mamuti is a crowd puller. So Mamuti is like their Adni Khan. Ha. Huh. Right. Okay. No, no. I know. Uh, I know. Mohanlal. One is the big moch who was also in that company. Film, company. That was Mohanlal. Yeah. Right. The, um, the if I may, person who played mm. police commissioner. In the yes. Yeah. Mm. If I may make a comment on the email. Sure. Right. So he he has uh, asked you know what are the good channels that you follow. So if we can go around. But what I think is I I do this nowadays is that I do not follow a particular channel. I follow yeah. reporters. <laughs> Like right. reporters, I trust. Right? What are they doing? What are they working on? Yeah. And I follow them on Twitter. I follow their news. Like whenever I read an article, I see which reporter has reported it. And you know, if it's a familiar name, I read it more often. If I don't see it, then I try to find out more about the reporter and the views also. It's a time-consuming process, mm. but at least I know where the biases lie. What is happening there? So. channel wise i don't know like republic tv has a good legal team for example like okay. legal reporting republic tv at least on their website hmm. is good that's but true. that never shows up on their <coughs> channel the legal reporters are actually quite good yeah. she did because the channel is just shouting that's yeah. see, it's either heckling or shouting they they're creating a spectacle for cameras right right so like like all news channels maybe are doing good work but some reporters are doing good work the others are just spectacles right so well, follow the good reporters i would advise hari krishna i th- i watched the ndtv bulletin at night which sonia anchors because um it has no shouting no uh, debate and sonia you know couldn't even make it interesting even if it was like boring <laughs> uh, uh, oh as hell like ndtv was, was that a compliment or i don't like it <laughs> It's just. I think you watch watch no, it because they don't shout. They don't. Also, shout. they just have these. Like, basically, it's a ninety to one eighty second report. Yehua, Yehua, Yehua. They put seven it's stories. It's an old style Doordarshan kind bulletin huh, that right, uh, gives right. you a recap of the major stories of huh. the day. So that's on the only program available now, I think. Yeah, and they have one in the morning. So I watch the morning bulletin. If I miss that, I watch the night bulletin. Otherwise, what um, I I get all my news from like Meghna said, people I trust. Uh, which is usually uh, journalists of news laundry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, and hopefully the team can get bigger, so you don't have to go anywhere uh, watch else. Watch Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha TV at night. Still excellent r- reporting. Again, mm. the bulletin style. Mm. They have it at nine as well. Then there is a nine thirty debate show also, which go- ends in half an hour. But they have like a silent, nice debate panel which discusses the mm. important issues of the day. Rajya Sabha TV was the only one that reported on electoral bonds. The other really? was Bloomberg Quint. 
but bloomberg quint is not a tv channel so i think so reporting wise i like cnn news 18 also just their reports not the discussions but do they have a show where they have a bulletin with only reports no but their reporters i like like i like whatever they do cnn Ruben job is on your favorites no no wo to anchor <laughs> <laughs> the reporters on ground, I think they give me like. But you used to watch Bhupen Chaudhary's insightful. He's my favorite. Channel I used to watch, but I have stopped watching. Now mm. I have to watch again because of. You have to comment on it. <laughs> uh, but but uh, I really I stopped. I mean, I, it's so embarrassing sometimes, you know, watching mm. when being a reporter when you see that you're twisting the facts. Mm. So mm. I I mean they belong to my tribe after yeah. all. So I feel very embarrassed. watching it. television news in general has lost uh, viewership though it is not documented with data not because uh, of some self righteous comment on the quality of journalism but because of the penetration of digital news. internet yeah yes. but also you know uh, like i said anand what you said i haven't ever said that because you know again i have no evidence but the amount of people who i who i know were regular news consumers television news consumers who don't watch tv news anymore is very high yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. the numbers say but i know so many people including people in my family yes. who at night only would watch news they say ab yaar band karo yaar yeah, pa- parents ya to stopped watching premier league yeah. highlights laga do kyunki wo aate prime mm-hmm. time pe bundesliga highlights aate yeah. the news band karo no yeah. but i must say now the people are shifting to digital this mm-hmm. is where i think the good work is happening many digital platforms have come so you have the visual reports also right. you have the But print reports also, also one, th- one that is one problem with digital uh, reporting is that most of uh, are such that uh, uh, they are more likely to be parachute reporters there is a story that pranav dikshit did on this uh, or for buzzfeed it's about how whatsapp is becoming the default social media for a lot of older generation people like my parents age mm. etc their news also comes from whatsapp right so they don't feel the need to watch channels because their videos their videos audio there, yeah. their forwards they believe everything that comes on That's whatsapp tragic. Yeah. if you have WhatsApp liked a lot. lot of uh, media pages on facebook you right facebook and whatsapp because they are a part of like a thousand groups and they keep sending forwards and you know what is happening in the media etc so they don't feel the need to watch it anymore true That email was sent by PhD scholar Hari Krishnan. Isn't just any subscriber. He is at the Ireland India Institute School of Law and Government, Dublin City University. Yar, हमें सब PhD scholars ही लिखते हैं. But I feel very bad that type. <laughs> If someone asked me, भाई तुम क्या किया है तुमने? Dual school से पढ़ के आए. I think they get. Dual school से तो सब पढ़ के आते हैं. I think they get entertained listening to lesser mortals. हाँ. चलो आज देखते हैं. आज ये ये लोग क्या पहले? Switch off करते हैं थोड़ा सा. So um. Let me come to uh, Meghnath. Meghnath, the triple talaq. Why was its passage and its problematic? And uh, another thing is, do you think it's okay to criminalize? Okay, maybe Manisha, I should ask that. Criminalize triple talaq. Right. And why have they said we will not send it to a select committee? And also, what would a select committee do for us? Send to them. What is a select committee? Will be able to tell you. 
और अगर राज्यसभा में बिल गिर गया सो इट्स इज पॉलिटिकल स्ट्रेटजी दैट इफ इट फेल्स इन राज्यसभा दे हैव लॉस्ट द मुस्लिम वुमेन वोट राइट because it would have failed because of the congress and no, the so TMC. the parliament thing i'll talk about but you can explain the substantive you know the first the you know what what uh, arguments are for and against the ye thing so right. i'll take it up from there because they reflected in parliament as well right well the basic argument against uh, criminalizing is that you've already sort of banned it or you've stopped the practice there's no criminalizing will just further uh, corner muslims yeah. basically that's the basic argument against this for it is of course the government wants to criminalize it because it's uh, because what is happening is that even after saying that it's illegal you've had instances mm. of uh, mm. uh, men giving triple talaq so called so, so the, the, there has to be an a legal deterrent as well right so the one one big argument that was being made is that um, you know uh, marriage is a civil contract Hmm. so the offense shouldn't be criminal where where the triple talaq is happening but right. what asaduddin said in parliament and otherwise is also very interesting he said that desertion should be criminal hmm. deserting the wife should be criminal hmm. but the giving like a talaq and putting them in jail that doesn't that completely takes away the incentive of the family or the husband to apologize and come back together because the wife doesn't want the marriage to end like you know she also wants a chance to probably make it work in one way or the other or the man has to apologize so just throwing them in jail basically ends that opportunity completely for uh, reconciliation the third thing is that um, there's this whole uh, uh, sustenance thing that is happening where the bill says that sustenance is to be given by the husband now if the husband is in jail then who will give sustenance? the maintenance right mm. you know like that that's a ridiculous you know weird way to look at it mm. so um, in in parliament basically uh, what happened is that they brought it very bizarre uh, on friday on week 2 they had brought in the triple talaq bill it was in the list of business right and then suddenly it disappeared in the revised list it just disappeared right and list of businesses all the things that are to be discussed that in parliament discussed. and this list every mp has access to so right. that it can prepare for may everyone has access to huh. like it's public okay, right it's so public like document. this is happening in it's like a timetable right okay. you know like this is happening um and uh, uh, so on friday it was showing up and then in revised list it went away so then christmas happened that long four day weekend happened and then after that another day passes and then they again introduce it and then they are like we have to pass it today right so what would have happened is if it would have been introduced on friday then people would have been able to prepare put in amendments would they have MPs. a copy each of them yeah, have a copy yeah. so how many pages is this bill so page, the bill is very short right okay. and everybody got a copy more or less when it was circulated even before introduction okay. but the thing is about filing amendments right so because they just once, gave one hour for everyone to do yeah that. so then when the bill was introduced on that thursday it the the speaker said you give get one hour to file amendments so everybody so was just scrambling it's around it's clear there's just a political tool yeah. to basically do yeah minority appeasement bjp style yeah and minority bashing or congress bashing right uh, so it's, and it's i a think it's one, one step towards i think they don't say outright they want a uniform code. civil code but yeah. this is like step by step they are moving over or they are doing like litmus test ki kya reaction milte hai dekhte hai etc and uh, in on, yeah Um, sorry yeah mm. just just one point uh, so after lok sabha uh, it got passed without going to this like now it's in rajya sabha and it came up for uh, what do you think yesterday 
and today but yesterday it got disrupted mm. but um rajya sabha wants to send it to the select committee and since they have a lot of votes they they, they have majority the leader of opposition got up and started reading out a list of names that the select committee will have right and the uh, chairman had to basically black out the, yeah, the 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 parliament was running but the transmission was cut off and this has happened twice in this session ever since venkaiah took over uh they have blacked out the parliament without giving any warning and when it came back it was adjourned right so we don't know what happened in those that period of time except you know the next day when the debate list comes out and then it's so I think so Venkaya has got to be one of the worst picks for vice president he it's is not only is he senile he also does not understand the basics of democracy i think he is the worst pick ever in my lifetime mm. for a for that position. and he makes political statements uh, he's, sitting he's on the chair uh, very autocratic also so he is completely it, i mean anyway hmm, sorry uh, yes, anyway, so i was just uh, finds limited to criminalization of hmm. uh, uh, triple talaq now uh, you see some uh, practices which fall in personal sphere like say by gammy in Hind- under hindu marriage act hmm. now that is also punishable as a criminal offense mm. under section 494 i think so uh, also sati all if you construe them then they can be construed as something falling under private sphere but uh, criminality it crisscrosses with public sphere for a lot of regions first is that uh, uh as the data suggest that uh, there were cases of uh, husbands defying supreme court's order on triple talaq so now what would happen that every wife would have in absence of a legislation every uh, or uh, so every wife would have to approach the supreme court uh, individual uh, case each case yes, because it is there's not a blanket in lega that, that yes. that's a good point uh, but the problematic things is as you point magnat pointed out are two first post divorce events like custody of child mm. and maintenance now these are post divorce things now if triple talaq uh, is criminalized and the husband is in jail now what who will take care of these things mm. so that is a that is a, it's clearly not been thought so, through so it's not it's not there are many it's such a, there are many such lacuna is basically a social reform which the politicians are trying to bring hmm. bring it there should have been consultation there's a social no reform to no come from uh, essentially should come from the society it definitely i mean something has to be done with this uh, triple talaq but the politicians the way they are using it as no, also, also do it's no, about also, uh, like as manisha talk yeah no as as a woman <laughs> hmm. i feel like so dowry you may say that you know you ban it and you say it's illegal and you cannot uh, you know you cannot ask for money or whatever but as a woman i would want that legal safeguard that if i'm asked for it i can go to the police and say he's you know yeah. he's breaking so from that sense i do see the triple talaq there is you know i want that legal safeguard that if he's defying the law i can go to the police and say that you know he's still doing it and but then again yeah i mean it's not thought through like you said that it's not thought through perhaps desertion because it's also you're criminalizing someone for saying i'm divorcing you right. essentially yeah, exactly right. you're saying right. main talaq de raha hu tumhe talaq de raha hu talaq you can't put him to jail for those words but yeah. mm-hmm. the action of desertion and then you know maybe that should be criminalized and also like, the many problems it's drafting it kind of hasn't thought through many of the things as anand no, said uh, one of the set of arguments was that if the supreme court has uh, mm, held it as null and void so uh, uh, why should there be a legislation and uh, why, uh, so yeah, yeah. so and uh, now uh, 
Now, Article 25, they, they have uh, taken recourse to Article 25 about personal law and something. So, art, But uh, Article 25, Clause 1 has to be first read, which says that judiciary can intervene in cases of social reform. Social reform. Uh, and if personal law practices are not in harmony with public order, morality, and health. And for, execute, uh, for legislative action, Article 25.2 has to be read with Article 246. Which uh, uh, now, in if we read art, uh, 25 clause 2 with 246, it says that uh, the uh, parliament must bring laws or uh, which bring uh, is empowered to bring laws which are intended to bring social reform. I guess it's I'm, not, I'm not questioning the legal power of parliament or the judiciary. What I'm trying to say that if it is a social reform, if, if it comes from the society, it will have, it will be more solid hmm. and it will be more acceptable. Yeah. Okay. And also, maybe there should have been consultations. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Your arguments, the arguments was, that which, which were made in parliament. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I thought, I mean, okay. So, I just like to move on from here. Uh, one quick email. Hi, Anil Hafta team. Just renewed my subscription for a year and thank you for the concession. I will keep supporting this initiative till you people accommodate voice from left, right and center. My main reason to tune into Hafta each week is to have a good insight into current affairs and, do listen, and to listen to views that are different or in some case stark opposite from mine. Recommendations you guys give in the end are superb and mostly I go through most of them and help me get a great deal personally and professionally. Big thank you and happy new year to all. Small request, try to make sure Vardhan Sir and Madhu Ma'am or at least one of them is present in each hafta. Chandramali, proud subscriber. Chandramali, I'm guessing you're from the south. So we've got three letters from the south today. That means all my jokes at the expense of them we did not put them off that Isn't much. Nice. So Twitter is not a good place to measure how much your joke was appreciated <laughs> or offended. Thanks, Chandramali. Um, well, we have Anand here. Madhu is back in town today, so she'll hopefully join us next hafta. I want to quickly go on to this. I don't want to spend too much time. The Mumbai fire. Hmm. Shocking. The kind of solution that came up after that, each time you go to a restaurant, you should ask where are your fire escapes, show us the permission of your fire department. Some business journalists also suggested that Zomato should give oh. yeah, thing, yeah, which is that that like the dumbest out, idea yeah. I've come across. Why, why is it that dumb? I think it's a good idea. How the fuck will Zomato know jack shit? I mean, it's like asking tomorrow the uh, postal department should no, tell no, me no. if my so, what the temperature is going to be tomorrow. No, That's but uh, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, Zomato might not know, but um, like there should be like some sort of a self-certifying mechanism for a restaurant to actually see if they're... they're no, but they're, they are certified, right? If you think any all these restaurants do not have the permission, they have the permission, yeah. That's true. It is just like now yeah. after this, yeah, after these guys bribed, went on, they, bribed, yeah. they went and they've broken legit right. outfits and the most, uh, I don't know, uh, I think Vishal Dadlani, Bombay had tweeted the names of particular restaurants that these ones that are legit have been broken and these ones that are illegit and you can see they've encroached are as is because they are owned oh. by influential people. Right. So the point so is, Zomato a, will to not expect Zomato, I remember this is something that, uh, you know, a business idea someone had come up with. In fact, I think it was that genius who's like, who was the backroom boy advising Rahul when UPA was very powerful? Must be from Harvard. Must be from Harvard only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I, I saw a, a, a talk of his where he was saying this business idea that you should RTI 
a, a bunch of people create an entity that files RTS for people and you charge a premium to get that information. If you're going to get a private party to get me public information, it's a terrible idea. It disincentivizes yeah. the government from making yeah. easily information because they have to go through me. I, I have an arrangement with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the... Uh, Zomato. Thing. Zomato is the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not their job and they shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So, in that context, mm. a prominent BJP MP, Hema Malini, said that this is happening because too many immigrants, <laughs> too many people come into the city. Each time she opens her mouth, she talks such shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was just thinking... Was she and Dharmendra ever MPs together or did she become in this term and she wasn't in the earlier term? She, they weren't same, I think, at the same because time. Because uh, in the last, this thing, um, uh, Dharmendra was a long time ago, no? But I was just thinking if ever at home, there's six, teen yaar, milke politics kar rahe, teen MPs. Hema, Jack Piper, Hema, kya kal kya, I'm discussing kare politics mein, Hema, bada. Yeah, I samajhti hoon, ki, vaisi mein zada bolo ki aadha to hai nahi, lekin na, Fuck, what kind of fucking retards do we have in parliament, yeah? Like, what the fuck has this country come to? Yeah. It was amazing. So, she, you know the comment, right? And then what Rajesh Khanna also at one point was in parliament. Yeah. I mean, he was like fucking loony. He was off the charts. Yeah. He didn't know whether it was night or day. It's it's like, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's also like when they come out. So, they come out of gate number three. So, there are... I'll tell you. So there are three gates. One is the main gate where Modi ji went on like, no re the, or like, hmm. whatever. Sashtag Namaskar kar rahe the. That's the main gate where people hmm. go in. Then there is a second gate which is tiny, right? Where obscure people come out of, right? And then there is the third one which is the media gate. So all the media clubs up there. So any MP etc. who wants to be seen in the media or wants to give comes out of gate number three. Right. Hmm. And there is a special VIP gate which is in the back, right? Which is used by like party leaders, Sonia Gandhi, etc. So this gate number three, if you ever go there, the reporters just like shove a mic in their face and they ask about Surya Namaskar ke mein baat Are, aaj tum ye fire ke mein. And they're inside the parliament where they have no clue what is going on in the world because internet is off. They hmm. come out and they're like, Are aag lag Mumbai mein. Kya ho, kya, kya, kya aapki? So for a minute they're like, kya ho <laughs> And then they're like, someone whispers ki itna jaldi. Aag lag gai, aag lag gai. Ye restaurant mein, mil mein. So then she's like, Haan, I think you know, population ki wajah se aag lag gai hogi, etc. So they're also like in such a position where they have to make a comment they have to like seem like sensible or whatever they know no context of what is happening but I have a sneaking feeling that had you given a dossier to Hema Malini to read and then diagrammatically explained to her what happened she would still have come up with a dumb comment <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I agree with your assessment but on a serious note I mean it's a repetition of Upar right and that yeah talks. yeah yeah, yeah talks immensely you know about this country I mean yes means uh, on social media there was a very supposedly serious discussion going on yeah. and some journalists were uh, bashing public authorities yeah, and someone commented so some these cryptic comments tell you a lot that's true <laughs> 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 I remember when this um, border, you know, Upar, I had gone to see border for the evening show. All her mother knew was that I had gone to see border. I had gone to Odeon and CP. I remember she was fucking over, like she was in a tizzy. That, because you know, when the news spread uh -huh. that, uh, she, so she didn't know which cinema I was in. And mobile from the Thani here was in the, oh. no. So I remember, the, and then when it unveiled, I thought this is going to change Delhi. 
you know i was still naive and daft back then now you, i'm only daft i'm no longer naive <laughs> <laughs> so i said ab to dekhna boss hos khase ye wo sab jhand ho jayega sad kuch nahi hua aaj bhi aap jao encroachment hamari colony ah. boss drive in here into our colony yes. people have encroached on the pavement yes. they yeah. have put their gamlas sadak tak unhone to apni kyariyan vyariyan bichha di hain to also means means these are events and supposedly rich people died and some people take uh, satisfaction from that also just hmm. like arundhati rai's comment on 16 by 11 that lakhs like of the rich were killed so oh, really <laughs> yes wow. yes it said hmm. that so uh, mm, uh now if what about every day means road accidents in delhi hmm. kill five six people yeah. means five six people come under a speeding uh, vehicles means and that and, and it's a kind of banality that we have accepted yeah which you means, actually yeah. spoke about which yes. is missing in reportage these days uh, and these are the things which pedestrian deaths are the highest matter also. and uh, the uh, means people's problems with will be always with other people other mm. citizens yeah yeah uh, so uh, your neighbor and your co traveler your uh, means the other driver on the street would be your immediate threat and danger and how they behave with you how they they politicians will be off their radar for you I mean they will be very relevant in seminar uh, seminal context for policy things but talk uh, deal more with your fellow citizens means mm. that is that is a thing so um can we end on that note anyone wants to discuss anything particular can we give our recommendations for the week yeah so aadhar breach okay before we give a aadhar breach okay fine so we have discussed like, that please that's no, a recommendation this is this is like hi, this is happening today so we'll okay. quickly talk about please that please do right? no because uh, this is this is i think this was covered by the tribune yeah they so did a tribune report. did a report context yeah. yeah tribune did a report in the morning which said that their reporter got some got in touch with someone through whatsapp who said that he will give her access to all database of uidai for 500 bucks so she went ahead she got it she got a password and a login id for the uidi central database she got in and then he said on top of it that if you give me 300 bucks more i'll install a software on your pc and you can print out any aadhar card you want right so she said okay so he went on team viewer he got into her computer he installed the software and he got out and he took the drivers and everything with him but she had a software which could let her print out any aadhar card she wanted right for for 800 bucks she did all of this in 10 minutes right so this story tribune published and it went viral it, it went so crazy everyone shared it and, and it's on like it. of people who we have been following aadhar we know the technical whatever etc it's very complicated like it's become like this monster but we knew this was going to happen at some point right we were, we could see it coming so it was not a surprise but it's just that 500 rupees mein sala but uidi has not been, they I have mean, denied that no biometric data has been yeah taken. so they keep saying that ki biometric data ke bina tumhara de- demographic data use nahi ho sakta right but the whole point is that 
you said that the uidi server is safe you said that you know fingerprints are okay, wo ja ke but you still have my other data which i don't want you to have yeah demographic data is very sensitive like you know your photograph your address your mobile phone your age and you know your name these five factors if you combine them and you build a database on top of it which is like mm-hmm. bank account pan card mobile whatever else you want to build you have a like a very solid government backed database to build your database on right you know you can be anyone you can be a pakistani terrorist for fuck's sake right mm. and if you are able to if a journalist is able to do this right anybody can do it and after that i believe uh, uh, quint has done a story where yeah. they've demonstrated on camera yeah quint did another story after that after you idea denied it quint did another story where their reporter went in and did the same thing and what he said was that he can share that login and id with anybody he wants so it and then they found out that uh, apparently 1 lakh operators have given out information like login data and etc like this so we don't know how many people have access to uidi servers now wow. we don't know how much data has been taken out we don't know how much cost they have charged or what it is being used for by who in the world it is being used for you know this is i think the biggest disaster that that has occurred which has been overseen by mr nilkani i don't believe he's an idiot who can't see why this is dangerous i think it's just such a big ego his yeah. ego is not allowing him to say okay guys i fucked up right. this is a bad idea because it was made into such a hawa by manmohan singh ki mm. bhai isse to hum duniya ka chehra hi badal denge mm. aur ye bhi sala cabinet minister ki rank ka ban gaya and he was this dude yeah and now for him to say dude it was a dumb decision is just too much ego gone so Yeah, very I think creepy. it's problematic. Anyone has any view on that before? No. no. Okay. So, um, anyone wants to go first, or should I, um, Manisha? Why don't you give us your recommendation first? So, uh, one. So here's my recommendation. My recommendation is. What this, is this? <laughs> this, this, my recommendation. You, you'll see why I did that. Is uh, it's called Justice Interrupted. It is a podcast from the Radio Lab series More Perfect. It is a brilliant fucking podcast. It is this guy who was in the U.S. in the Supreme Court. A lawyer is not allowed to interrupt a judge. You're not allowed. Mm-hmm. If the judge is talking, you wait for the judge to finish. No matter how long the question, you cannot interrupt the judge. Mm-hmm. And he said the most amazing thing he saw was this back and forth between lawyer and judge. It was a lady judge. So then this guy, he was the marshal. You know, he said, "All yay, all yay, the Supreme, whatever is in order." जो हमारे यहाँ नहीं होता बामुलाज़ा होशियार चीफ जस्ट पुजार रहे हैं जो भी होता है वहाँ ऑल ये ऑल ये कहने वाला जो हेरल्डिंग हाँ सो देन ही स्टार्टेड कलेक्टिंग द डेटा ऑफ यू नो इफ द नाइन्थ सुप्रीम कोर्ट जज सिटिंग एंड थ्री वुमेन हाउ ऑफन वुमेन आर इंटरप्टेड अ वुमेन जज इन द यू सुप्रीम कोर्ट इज थ्री टाइम्स मोर लाइकली टू बी इंटरप्टेड एंड बाय लॉयर्स हु आर लाउड टू इंटरप्ट दैम as opposed to man who will not be interrupted and then I went back and I said do I do it and I realized I realized Manish I interrupt Manisha me and Anand Ranga Interrupt a lot yes. more than we do it. <laughs> so I, I think interrupted. I think all of us do it. Yeah. So yeah, that's my recommendation. I highly recommend. It's it's so a brilliant podcast. So you made podcast. a recommendation about not interrupting women by interrupting, interrupting her. So I I wanted <laughs> well, to show. Well done. Well done. I wanted yeah. to do. In some universe, that's like <laughs> it's like such such some sick pleasure you derive out of this. Irony. Right? Irony. <laughs> I was demonstrating. I'm doing Shakespeare and Chief Justice Sakri at the same time. <laughs> I'm Chief Justice Shakespeare Sakri. <laughs> so one report in the scroll which I just want to read a passage out of actually because we were talking about Maharashtra Band it's about some of the protesters that they interviewed 
So it starts with in July 1997 at least 10 10 dalits were killed when the Mumbai police fired into a crowd protesting the desecration of BR Ambedkar statue in Rana Bai Ambedkar colony in the eastern Ghatpur neighborhood. Ritesh Bansode was 11 years old then but he remembers the police attacking his neighbors and relatives. On New Year's Day this year he saw members of his community being attacked in Pune's Bhima Koregaon village. On Wednesday as he joined thousands of other across Maharashtra to protest against the violence he explained the cause of his frustration so many years have passed by but nothing has changed for us he said if we don't protest today these upper caste people will wipe us out so read this just to get an insight into because everyone's talking about these protests as just this you know traffic mm. and inconvenience that yeah. people have had to face but you know it's important to listen into some of the voices uh that were part of the protest and mm. another piece by artish tasir in uh, the new york times learning to love nehru hmm from learning to love modi <laughs> i was just saying before this he's moved to new york he's living there nothing changes your perspective than moving from where you're a, you're in your place your yeah. home to where you're an immigrant <laughs> your your politics changes <laughs> so true. anyway Your recommendation? Um, I have a documentary and a podcast to recommend. Okay. One is again related to sort of related to the Maharashtra strikes. There's this uh, documentary called Jai Bhim Comrade, right? Which is a, a brilliant documentary which sort of changed my views about a lot of things. So uh, it's it's by this uh, person called Anand Patwardhan. It was released in 2011. It's about the Ramabai shootings in 1997 that happened in Bombay. Mm-hmm. and how a whole state clamped down on a whole caste and the atrocities that dalits have to suffer and how the protest started through you know artists came out on the streets and they did like it we we can see it so it's on youtube it's available on youtube it's a 3 hour 20 minute documentary and it was shot over 11 years because he was following the whole you know the whole case etc and going there The other podcast I want to recommend is Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History, which is, I think, an excellent podcast. So I think people should listen to that. Yeah, Raman sir, I I've just ordered three books hmm. of Gulzar. The one is coming on fifteenth of January. You should see the excitement Pazi. on his face. Pazi Nazmi, or one of his suspected poems, and another book that I have ordered two. is called to TWO TWO it's by Gulzar helped by Gulzar nice three books so i haven't read them so i can't but you will recommend them I'm nevertheless of because course. with the confidence very very fond of him okay you guys do know the conspiracy theory about gulzar no it's bullshit i don't know if i should what what no i mean i mean meena kumari and you know written in his book na Meena Kumari was very good friends with him apparently, and she he was sort of a confidant, and she was a very good poetess, but very underconfident. So she gave him his her diaries with all the poems, and Gulzar's poetry is actually Meena Kumari's. Vinod Mehta, oh, wow. I, I I have worked with Vinod Mehta, so I've gone through that book. Vinod Mehta, I think, was really pissed off because Gulzar did not speak much about. He was writing on Meena Kumari, hmm. so he's in in that book. So I can I can, you know, judge that he was wasn't very happy with Gulzar, so he just. Threw this that conspiracy. He himself yeah. doesn't know yeah. about it. Yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. I just okay. threw this. Ki maybe But it's fun. It's conspiracy fun. theories are always fun. <laughs> ha, Anand Vardhan, <laughs> does your recommendation involve any conspiracies? No. So after a long time, I'm recommending uh, an old piece of Manu, oh. Manu Joseph. <laughs> oh yes. So, um, that in this he wrote after Una um, incident in Gujarat last year. It is titled "If Dalits Bore You." 
uh, are you a bad person so he is one of his worst actors so bore uh, you are, are you a, a bad, bad person, person? I that uh, so i it's a good read for me mm-hmm. so and uh, second is something that i recommended uh, uh, in la- nl charcha last uh, week and uh, it is not uh, journalism cinema or literature it is uh, just uh, in the last week for failed and frustrated men like me who have been life failures there are some successful people who don't uh, produce envy because they are genius and vishnathan anand hmm. so uh, his last game which won him the world chess championship rapid chess championship at the age of 48 now just watch that game it's, a, it's that the final game itself is a, a stroke of genius and uh, also read uh, sushan ninan's uh, profile of anand and the interview that uh, was done for espn india that is hmm. means it is uh, uh, means uh, there are few people left in this globe who you can see with uh, uh, all of uh, pure symbols of excellence and uh, vishnathan comes across as one of them hmm so on that note i'd like to call it a day thank you panel thank joining you. us thank you thank you so much thank you do join us next week madhu will be back ranga should be back too also catch a hindi podcast charcha hosted by atul chorasia and do write in with your comments to contact at newsline.com you can leave your views on my twitter timeline do support independent media subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when address pay address served and we will leave you now with this song dedicated to guess who laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.